and welcome to the Deep Spirituality Podcast. Producer Nate here. Uh, This is part three of a three-part series on how to deal with pandemic problems. Uh, Russ is having a conversation with three different couples on the the different things they're learning spiritually uh, through the pandemic and kind of the things that are going on at, at home. And so before we jump into the conversation, uh, I want to ask you guys, please subscribe to the Deep Spirituality podcast feed. Uh, love to have you guys be consistent listeners and always uh, engaging with the content. And make sure to head over to deepspirituality.net to check out more content like this. now we're going to talk about how to deal with pandemic problems, steps three and four. And uh, the first uh, step three is choose possibilities instead of problems. And that's an important thing for us to do. We've already heard from two of our guests. We're going to hear from another one of our guests. That's John and Cecilia Coyne. They'll come up in just a minute. This is what I've been looking forward to this last part, because I know for me, it's easy to focus on problems and not the possibilities. And you'll end up looking like the guy in that photo if you're not careful. And, uh, you know, the kids down there, they, they, they see the possibilities. They're having fun. They're playing games. Dad doesn't see the possibilities. He only sees the problems. I think that could be me. Maybe that could be you. So let's start with number three, purpose. Focusing on our purpose turns problems into possibilities. You know, we heard a little bit about that earlier with both uh, the, the wives, the, the women, uh, uh, Kimmy and Kokeb. Hey, that's a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Kimmy and Kokeb. Um, they talked a lot about embracing their purpose and not just focusing on the problems. John 16, 32. Take careful notice An hour is coming and has arrived when you will all be scattered, each to his own home, leaving me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. That's Jesus talking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Think of the perfect word perfect in the Bible as whole, complete, not perfection and not having error, but whole and complete. So you can be an imperfect person who experiences perfect peace. In the world, you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I've overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. I chose the amplified version because he talks about the fact that he's overcome the world. Whether it's the social divisiveness, it's the pandemic and the dangers, it's the fires that rage, we should overcome the world. Whether it's the economical upheaval, as Christians, we should overcome the world. And one of the ways we do that is by staying focused on our purpose, which is to help people, serve people, and change lives. Number four, serving people turns problems into possibilities. So you got two of these things rolling right here, focusing on our purpose. And what's our purpose fundamentally? Serving people. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Oh, boy. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Vengeance belongs to me. That's what God is saying. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it's written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. This section, how to deal with pandemic problems, choose possibilities instead of problems. We're going to focus on that. And our guests are going to help us focus on that. Because you know what? We shouldn't be conquered by all the evil and the darkness in the world. We should conquer the evil with good. 
And one of the things I'm looking forward to hearing from our guests on is how to manage your heart during this time. In Ecclesiastes 2.22, what exactly do people get out of all their work and all their stresses they put themselves through under the sun? I'm hoping that John and Cecilia Coyne will minister to me and ease all my stresses because I end up doing, John and Cecilia, I end up doing a bunch of stuff and worrying about a bunch of stuff that at the end of the day, I think it feels urgent, but it's absolutely not important. Maybe you can help me and help all of us manage our hearts. Throw some wisdom at us. Tell us what you're thinking about all this craziness going on in the world today. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Russ. And, and Cecilia and I are uh, uh, we're honored to be here. This has definitely uh, been a challenge for us. I literally was thinking this morning, I haven't almost left my house in six months. Uh, as, our, as our world has gotten smaller and smaller, it also feels like it's gotten more stressful and, and yes. more anxiety. Uh, I know yeah. I certainly feel that. I know Cecilia has her own version of that as well. And this is... Uh, this is a, a, it's a challenging time. And one of the things that, you know, Cecilia and I uh, realized not too long ago, we were kind of in the midst of uh, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Uh, I've been working, you know, probably feels like twice as much as I was before. Yeah. This happened and we've got other challenges going on in our family. We've got, you know, <clears throat> issues going on to, you know, help our, help our daughters do well through all of this. And sure. we had kind of hit a wall. Uh, not too long ago. And I remember we were just kind of at a point where we wanted to shut it down and just stop uh, yeah. and, and hide basically and not, uh, not reach out <laughs> with to anybody and, and not, uh, not care about anybody. Literally yeah, just call, thought, call me. I would have come over and hit with you. <laughs> we, we just wanted to turn on Netflix and, and, you know, find something that we could binge watch for the next two days. Yeah. And as we were feeling that pressure, uh, you know, Cecilia and I realized, we need to get to a better place. We need to start thinking about what's going on on inside of our hearts that's making yeah. us want to just shut down. Yeah, I think, um, like John said, that I think for me, especially, I'm a news junkie. And I think oh, I, got, boy, yeah. Yeah, I got caught yeah. up in, you know, and of course at first when, you know, all this is going on that was you know, new to us, like COVID, and then, oh, no, this is going, going to go on longer than we thought. Yeah. Oh, you know, my husband's here in my space in the house during the daytime. How, how, do, you, <laughs> how do you deal with that? Um, you know, how to, how to get along and uh, cooperate with a, a new setting. And yeah. like I said, I'm looking at the news and I realize I'm taking in all the negativity, all the stress of that. And just I had to step back and go, am I filling my heart up more with that kind of negativity, that kind of stress, that kind of... Uh, fear that you talked about, Russ, the worry yeah. of the, about the future. Is that more um, more of an influence on me than God's word? Or how much am I praying? I, I'm home more. So you would think right. I would you know, take the opportunity to study my Bible more or, or, or pray more or reach out more. But like John said, I find myself isolating more because I wasn't dealing with my emotions. Right. You know, my emotions, of course, is what, you know, determines how my faith does, how, how I'm um, treating like John said, treating my family, my husband, my, my girls, but also uh, being outward focused, as, as John talked about. So that, that was the thing I saw was that what I was aligned, allowing to influence me the most. Now, one thing I want to just jump in on, you said you're a news junkie. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a political person since I was little because my family used to watch all the conventions, the political conventions, mostly the Democratic convention. I wasn't really allowed to watch the Republican convention uh, back in the day for a variety of reasons. And then uh, then eventually I started watching it on my own, but that's a whole other story. But I used to watch politics because I wanted to go into politics. But then after that, I found it to be incredibly instructive for strategy and just learning how leaders work. 
But then all of a sudden I realized I can't watch it anymore because it's changed. It's I'm not saying they were ever without corruption, but I just think it's just it's not instructive. When you were talking about being a news junkie, I think we all to one degree or another became that because all the sports were gone. All the new movies were gone. All the new sitcoms were gone. And news had total domination. Did you find, Cecilia, and maybe you too, John, that it sort of slipped up on you? Because I felt like it slipped up on me. I was watching to keep up with it. And the next thing you know, I'm being inundated with information that just is overwhelming. Did you find it slipped up on you or did you figure it out early? You know. No, it, it's definitely slipped, on, slipped up on me. And um, like I said before, of course, I'm looking at it for, for new information. Right. Uh, you know, because it was all new. Everything was all new. And then after a while, you realize, okay, we've seen the same story over and over again, but yet I'm still watching it. it <laughs> it's, it's still in the background. I think I was hoping for, you know, maybe there's something new, but. Yes, that's it. And that's how they get you is that really, there's, you know, there's like everything's breaking news. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It's it's all breaking. And whether it's a big story or a little story, you know, I think that's how they get you. Is that everything's breaking, so you have to yes. you know stay tuned. And, and nobody's yeah. leading with the good news. Yeah. It's yeah. all just something. It's just it, as much as they can spin people up. Yeah. It keeps eyeballs yeah. locked in on, on the on the television. So yeah, that, that's not by accident that those headlines are all so provocative and so negative because that's yeah. what keeps people leaning in and listening. It doesn't do much to calm our anxious hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And, and I find my anxiety is just kind of kept creeping up and up and up. And, and finally, we, you know, Cecilia and I, did, we looked at each other one night. We just said, you know, we have to stop. We've got to, like, figure out really what's going on with us. And we, we challenged each other at that point to stop being so focused on our problems, mm-hmm. on right. the stress and anxiety we have. And we said, we, we've got to care about people. We literally yeah. have to start. You know, we, we can't shut down. We've got to care about people. And we, we challenged each other to, to make sure that we didn't go inward and shut it down, but we, we went outward uh, to care and get involved in people's lives. And that it might, the stress didn't change. I was still as busy as ever. Yeah. And we were so much happier and more joyful because we weren't just thinking about like, all of the things that were just weighing on our hearts. We started really uh, getting involved and, and it was much more encouraging yeah. uh, to, to help other people deal with the things that they're wrestling with. Right, right. I, you know, one of the things that I want to just zero in on is sound, I, I have a, cur- a question. You guys had some conversations that really helped you identify it. I know Gail and I had to have, I feel like, the identical conversation, the realization of what's happening to us, because it takes a minute to go. It's not just that the pandemic's happening, all the stress, all the being inundated with the negative is happening. So you have to figure out where you are in space. But did you guys have to kind of pull back and say, okay, we're going to shut down the news? create a space for ourselves to figure out what we think, what we feel. Is that what you did to be able to get there? Cause I think a lot of people listening will be like, wow, it's really cool. They got there. But practically did you have to slow down and say, wait a minute, let me get job, our jobs out of our head for a minute, maybe get the kids out of the head for a minute and just think about us and where we're headed. Is that how you did it? Or did you do something else? Yeah, we, we, we had to shut everything down. I had to shut my computer down. Yeah. I had to stop the email from coming in. We had to get uh, CNN off the television. Uh, and we just had to talk to each other and, and really have an authentic conversation. about Because I, I can just want to skim on the surface and not really right. want to talk. I, I can be very, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. Yeah. I want to leave it there. And Cecilia yeah. is really good at asking me, 
what do you mean? Talk about that. What are you actually feeling? What's, you know, what is that making you do? And then we ended up then getting into kind of that next level conversation. Well, yeah, I would say too, um, we had, we had learned a while ago, thank goodness, that it wasn't just going to occur naturally. We actually had to be disciplined and make a decision, like Ah. John said, to stop and disengage from all the electronics and whatever, and actually step outside the door and, you know, talk to each other, you know, um, you know, with intent, it, it wasn't going to just happen naturally. Right. Right. So, so, yeah. cause I think one of the things that's hard and, and, you know, I think you, you guys are, I think most people are sort of empty nesters, like people call them empty nesters, but from my observation, most empty nesters are sort of empty nesters. Like the kids may not be in the house yeah. every minute, but you don't suddenly lose all your parenting responsibilities because of the geographic location of your kids. So you're worrying about them. You're worrying about all the other things in life. I like what you said about stopping. And I, I think for some people I've talked to that we hear from, they have a hard time stopping. They think stopping is going on a trip. They think stopping is going out and going to a restaurant, which I'm sure that may be nice for them. But if you don't stop and talk to each other, then you have a problem. And so one of the things that's important is I think with what the coins are talking about is it's really, really important that we take time out to stop, to take a look at what's going on. And I'm going to leave you really with these these things or just want to remind you of these things that they've been talking about, because really their section really covers well the four things we're talking about. Choosing prayer over pride, patience over pride, purpose over pride, people over pride. That is the prayer that turns fear into faith. It's the patience that helps us conquer the anxiety of fear. It's the purposefulness that helps us conquer that wanderlust we were just talking about, or at least I alluded to when talking to John and Cecilia about, I think the temptation to run away instead of run to each other, which is what I hear the coins talking about. And finally, uh, the people to conquer the selfishness uh, of fear, because fear makes us really, really selfish. So for you two guys, if you were, because you've been through having the little kids and everything, if you were going to give advice, because I know some of the people having the hardest time are people with little kids, they're going to school, they're working. If you were just going to give them a little bit of advice about staying sane, um, what might you tell them in closing? Uh, just, oh, wait a minute. I want to see. We, I, hey, folks, I can see. And I think I just saw your dog. I like that. Hey, Ross, uh, one of the stresses that we're, that we're having in this pandemic is technology. Uh, <laughs> I understand that one for sure. Are you, are, can you hear me? Yeah. Can, can you, can you hear us? Uh, we're, we're, one of the challenges we're having in this uh, shelter in place is trying to keep our technology working. And we're, uh, we're having a hard time doing that right now. So my, my anxiety is going up. It, yeah, that's so the, that's I, the fun, I, that's the fun part. If I told you the stories about what we've gone through, <laughs> I, I can tell you a story. We've been here for a long time because things just didn't work right. And uh, we were jumping around and stressing and sweating. I would, I, I go home exhausted from these things. <laughs> They're just exhausting. It's, we had to change locations. We, uh, I only heard about half of your yeah, question. It's, it was about the dog. <laughs> yes. I, I, like, I like the comic relief. But my wife says I'm not a pet person, but I'm aware of the fact that most people are pet people. And so I like the fact that when you came back, when we lost our connection for a section, I saw a little glimpse of that little dog of yours. Yeah. And that, that just, you know, I think for a lot of people, 
I think having the animals around is one of the best things that can take place. And so I thank you guys for showing up and for being here. I think we've nailed it, and I appreciate your sharing. And so uh, have a wonderful rest of the day. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank, you so much. thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. so much for listening to the show uh and again uh, this is part three so make sure to check out part one and part two uh, of the how to deal with pandemic problems series uh on the deep spirituality feed head on over to deepspirituality.net for more spiritual content um and make sure to subscribe to the deep spirituality podcast feed uh, we will see you next time